Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. I hope you all are having a blessed day. Before we get started, let's start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for being God alone. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for taking care of us. We thank you for always looking out for us, Father God. We thank you for never leaving our side, Father God. Your word so you will never abandon us, nor will you leave us, Father God. And Father God, we thank you. We thank you for being for staying beside us, even as stubborn as we are sometimes, Father God. So, Father God, we ask you today to help us to understand your word. Help us to apply it to our lives. Help us to be doers and hearers of your word. Father God, bless the people that are reading it. Bless the people that are hearing it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let's get started. Okay, key verse today is Psalms 27, 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Subject, the waiting process affirmation i'm gonna say it pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it if you like i am waiting i am strong i'm not weary i'm invested in god waiting on god seems complicated at first it seems like he would never answer or that he doesn't care but the most challenging thing we could do is wait on god wait upon god it helps build trust between God and us. Tons of people wait on God and they trust that he hears them. And that's one of the problems we get so caught up in our problems in such that we forget our agenda isn't like God. One of the main things that happens in our waiting is that God wants to work on us and how we view things. He wants to change our heart. Our heart needs cleansing and the Lord is the only way that can do it. We can try all the detoxing, all the medication, yoga, etc., but none of this will change you the way the Lord can. The Lord will only change us if we are willing to change. And if we are saying we are believers of Christ, we should want to change for him. Psalms 4, 6-7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which transcend all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. The world tells us not to be anxious about anything, some, about anything sometimes. Our ancient, the word tells us not to be anxious about anything sometimes. Our anxiety causes our thoughts to be impatient. But we must slow down and relax and trust the process. We do this when we pray. We take everything to God in prayer. Prayer will help us in our waiting. And while we wait, God, peace will come upon our heart and mind. And he won't worry. We won't worry about the day, the dates, the days of, of this life or anything, because God will give us so much peace. While we wait, we need to read our word. In Timothy, in Timothy, 1 Timothy says 3 and 16, all scriptures is breath out of God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. The word is telling us that in our waiting for the word will reproof us, teach us, correct us. God could be trying to do all these things while we wait. God can't elevate us if we aren't ready to be corrected. But in our waiting, we can allow him in to change us. And the more we allow him to work with us, the more we start being aligned in his will. While we wait, we can examine our hearts. It doesn't take much, but when we do this, we can ask God to help us to identify what is hurting us or what has slowed down our process to have what we want. And then he will show us what we need to let go. And a lot of times it's things we don't want to let go. It's the things we refuse to allow God to remove. Jeremiah 17 and 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart, attest the mind, even to give to each man according to his ways, according to results of his deeds. The Lord is telling us here, I search the heart. 
and I test the mind. And he will continue to do this as he tests us. God will search our hearts and sees our true intention. A lot of us don't have the best intention. And when we notice this about ourselves, we must give that part of ourselves to God. We all don't start off as peaceful, confident Christians. No, ma'am, no, sir. All of us know we, we, we need direct help from God so that he can mold us into what we need to be. Everything is still in the phase of molding. Everyone is still in the phase of molding. Excuse me. Honestly, we don't we don't stop changing until we reach heaven because none of us is perfect. But while we are waiting on God, we have to understand he's waiting for us to see what we need to change. We, re, he revealed it to us if we allow him to. But what do we do when we when he shows us? How do we accept it? Do we invite the change in? We do this by surrendering. Many people don't want to talk about growth and waiting on God because that means they have to change and let go of this ideal that isn't anything wrong with them when it is. While we're waiting patiently for God, we must understand that we don't give up on what we're asking for. We must be persistent. Yes, growth might be needed in other things, but God still wants us to ask to be persistent. Dedication is what we must have when we are waiting on God. Isaiah 40, 31 says this, but they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wait on God to renew your strength because then we will be able to fly spiritually high as the eagle and run in our, in our walk with God without being weary. And walk with him and not faint over the things that are before us. We will be strong. Yeah, waiting can be just waiting. And waiting can be deeper than that when we are connected to God. Don't allow time and other people to tell you he doesn't care. Because he cares more than you will ever know today. If you feel that God is making you wait. Or that you're in the waiting process. Remember this. That God wants us to see something in ourselves. Maybe to change if our prayers haven't been answered or maybe that we are we are asking for isn't in his will. That's why whatever we need to go to, wherever we need, we need to go to him and ask this. What you want from me? Is this in your will? Make sure you ask of him and that and that what you're waiting on is what he wants from you. Many times we look at our desires, but when we are children of God, we must be a willing vessel of him prayer. Heavenly Father, please help us to wait on you. Help us to see your plan for our lives and wait in it. Lord, whatever thoughts that may come our way, please change them to positive ones. Lord, we ask you today to help us grow and examine our lives as we wait for you to answer our prayers. We are so grateful for the air you give us and the lifestyle you have blessed us with. Lord, today, we ask you to examine our hearts, examine our minds, and show us what's in us so that we may grow in you and change. Lord, we desire to be in you. We desire to be strong warriors for you. Lord, we give up anything that's not of you and we replace it at your feet. Lord, we ask you to give us the strength to change in Jesus' name. Amen. So the topic today is the waiting process. The waiting process, the longest process. I, I can remember um, when I first got my car, I had to do an application. And they normally tell you, you hear back within a couple days or whatever. And so I filled the application out. I, I waited the first day. I'm like, wow, I must didn't get the car, you know, get approved for me to get this car because I haven't heard from them. Second day came up and I'm like, wow, this is taking a while. And my mom was like, Laura, be patient. And I'm like, oh, why do I got to be patient? This should be immediate. They want my money. <laughs> but 
I waited. I prayed. I waited. I prayed. And I waited. Three days later, I hear back from the guy. He's like, okay, you've been approved. I'm like, why did it take y'all so long? He's like, I'm sorry. Uh, but you can come down and get your car. You've been approved. Yada, yada, yada. Bring this, bring that. But it took a process. Three days. Now, I'm not saying that God's going to answer our prayers in three days. But I'm showing you the process. Even though it was something earthly, that waiting process is still the same. We must be patient. We must pray. We must do a combination of both. And in our waiting, if we noticed our prayers haven't been answered, ask them, is this what you want from me? Because I've been waiting and it's having came through. And if it's not what you want me to have, show me what you want me to have. Even in my car, I kept thinking, I said, I said, God, I said, I, I, I would like a different car. He told me exactly the car to get. He said, no, you're going to get this car and this and that and that and that. I'm like, all right, that's what I'm going to get. I didn't want it. Well, it was his plans for my life and I must accept it. See, sometimes what God has planned for us, we might not like it. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say, oh, you're going to just enjoy every plan he has for you. No, you won't. Look at look at uh, uh, Jonah. <laughs> he didn't want to do that, but that was God's calling for him. You, you see what I'm saying? A lot of times you're not going to like what God will is, but what you have to understand is that whatever his will is for you, it's going to fit you like a glove. And while you're waiting, make sure you examine your heart. Make sure there's nothing in you that's causing you to block what he has for you. Sometimes our blessings and our answers from God are blocked because we have sin in our life. Bitterness, jealousy, anger, wrath. I, I hear people say, oh, when, you know, I keep praying to God. Can you pray to God? Because I can't hear him. And some reason he's not telling me anything. Do you have sin in your life? I thought I was going to get this blessing and it never came. And you have sin in your life. Well, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of do this a little bit. Or I kind of do that. Well, in your kind of doing, you are blocking your blessing. You are blocking your spiritual ears to hear from God. You see, the thing is, people don't like to talk about spiritual ears and spiritual eyes because they don't understand it. And when you block the ears, you block the eyes. You can't see anything spiritual. You can't hear God because you have blocked it with the sin that you have committed. So it's important that when you sin, if you can, stop and say, God, I'm sorry. God, I keep doing this. I'm sorry. And that's why you hear me talk about sin a lot, because people don't understand that gossiping is a sin. Gluttony is a sin. Greed is a sin. Hatred is a sin. People look at the big sins. Oh, that person is a murderer. Oh, that person is a rapist. Oh, that person is a adulteress. No. One day it was these, these, these guys, I'm paraphrasing, was around this woman that was getting ready to stone her. And Jesus asked him, do you well sin cast of her soul? And he just kept doing what he was doing, drawing in the dirt. No one knows what he was drawing. You're not going to get on that because I'm actually curious. He kept drawing. He looks up at the woman. I don't know. He didn't look up at her. He, he keeps drawing. He, he asked her, is your accusers gone? She said, yes. See, we'd be so ready to throw stones at the big sins, but what about the little sins? Because your mouth can cause you to, the, the anger, the words you say, uh, the bitterness, the jealousy, these things that comes out of your mouth and you think that they're okay to say. And you think because you make your friends laugh. I had to learn that. Like, I, I like making people laugh. And sometimes I say things and I stretch the truth just to make people laugh. And I'm not a comedian, but I just like making people laugh. And I realized that was something I, sh I can't do. 
I, I can't stretch a, a truth just to make everyone laugh. I can't say random off the wall stuff just to make people laugh because what we say affects our relationship with God. And in that could push a blessing away, could push you hearing God's voice away because you are corrupting your mouth, your speech with him. And also, another thing was mentioned is to read your word. A lot of people come to a halt. Oh, I'm not hearing from God. I'm just going to lay right here. Oh, I'm not going to read my word until I hear from God. Oh, I'm going to stop fasting because he's not talking to me. Oh, I'm just going to cry and yell and beat on my chest and beat on the floor until he hear me. Oh, okay. Now he wants us to cry out to him, but that's not going to get his attention. Just like a toddler that has a fit, we're not going to pay that toddler any attention. We're going to let him do what he wants to do. Or my mom was spanking, but, you know, you, you let him do what he wants to do, right? That's what God's going to do. He's going to let you cry it out. He's going to let you beat your chest, beat the wall, throw your stuff around. And then when you're calm, God, I can't hear you. God, I was looking for a blessing because I need this. You see how I came to him? I came to him humble. Humble as a child, but not like actions of a child. See, in our waiting, we must examine what we do on a daily basis. We must examine how we act on a daily basis. Are we in our car when we pass someone, we're flipping someone off? Are we cussing them from here and there, calling them everything in the book? You know those names that we use. I don't, but I don't. I just want to say we, but you know these names. See, we got to be careful because your actions can cause you not to receive a blessing and prolong your waiting process. See, it's not an algorithm to this. Anyone that tell you, well, you got to do A, B, and C, and this is how you hear from God, or you got to do A, B, and C, and this is how you get your blessing. No. No, it's no algorithm. These are just steps that you need to check before you go to God. Or if you're waiting a long time, these are steps you need to check to make sure you have checked every box. Yes, I looked at my heart. I don't have anything in my heart. Yes, I, I, don't, I don't have any sin in my life. Yes, I read his word. Yes, I, I'm not acting out of character. And yes, I have asked him, is this my, his will for my life? So why haven't I heard from him? Because he wants you to wait. Because as we wait, we grow, we learn. Because some things we ask God for is silly. We know it's silly. God, I want this big, big house with eight bathrooms and eight rooms. You only, it's only you. It's only you and Susan. Why do you need eight bathrooms? So then after a while you're waiting, you're like, well, God, if you could just get me a two-bedroom, two-bath house, I'm good. Boom. Well, I want a Mercedes, but you're not making Mercedes money. I want the new Mercedes 2023 fully loaded leather seats. After you're waiting, you realize I don't make Mercedes money. I don't really need loaded seats. Can you just get me a Tundra two-door? Something easy on the gas, if, if not a tundra. Just like that. See, he gives us time to reevaluate sometimes what we want. I, I, I want I want a kid. I, I, want, I, want, I, want, I want children. Okay. After waiting, I realize I'm not ready for kids. Please don't give me that. Please, please, please don't give me that. You see? 
Sometimes he gives you time to change what you want. He gives you time to see that's not what you need. And what you need is this. And he's going to show you. So let's look at some verses real quick. Okay. So one of our key verses today is Malachi 7 and 7. It's a book that we hardly go to, but I read it a couple times. And honestly, if you have time in your day of the Holy Spirit leads you to, go read it. It's only seven chapters. Malachi 7 and 7. It says, as for me, I look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me. And my God will sincerely hear me. NIV says, but as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God for, for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. He says right here, as for me, I look up, I look to the Lord for help. He says, I don't look at no one else. And sometimes the reason why he haven't helped us because we're too busy asking others for help. I think we talked about this yesterday. And he wants us to fully depend on him. And he said, I wait confidently for God to save me. He wait confidently. He knows. My sister showed me this thing today. It's called God, God, God confidence. It's where you have God, you have confidence in God. It's where when you know that God will hear you and God's going to give you what you need, but you have to wait on it. That's what Malachi is saying. He said, I wait confidently for God to save me. Are you waiting confidently or you know that you know that you know that your God will give you what you said that you need because it's in the will, in his will for you? Some people are like, oh, I don't know why God has been blessing me with a million because he don't want to bless you with a million. He knows how you're going to act. Oh, why did he bless so such so, so with a million? Don't know. But he's not blessing me with a million because he knows how I'm going to act. He knows how you're going to act. So he blessed you with $10. And he's like, okay, you needed lunch for today. I got you. You need a hundred for your bills. I got you. Well, I just needed a little bit more. No, you said you need to help with your bills. So I supplied your needs with a hundred. And see, sometimes he don't bless us because we go back and forth for why he didn't give us more. Well, you only said I need help with my, my bills. You said I only need help with food today. You said I only need this. So he's going to give you what you need. Now, he might, you know, it's just, it really depends. I'm not God, but it says in the Bible that he would give you your cup running over. If you ask God, God, bless me with enough money to pay my bills and let my cup running over, he might give you 500. You only needed 100 for bills. He let your cup run over. You have to be careful with your wording. He knows, but he's only going to give you what he sees fit. You see what I'm saying? Let's look at Psalms 130 and 5. Psalms 130 and 5. Psalms 130. In five. Psalms 130 and five in the NLT, if you have it. I'm counting to the Lord. Yes, I'm counting on him. I'll put my hope in his word. And I be says, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits in his word. I put my hope in. He says, I'm counting on the Lord. He's saying, I am just like Malachi said, I'm confidently waiting on God. Lord. He said, I'm counting on the Lord. When you count on someone, that means you depend on them. He depends on the Lord. Yes, I'm counting on him. He says it again. Maybe he's telling someone. It. Maybe he's letting himself know that we're waiting on him. We're counting on him. I put my hope in his word. I put his my hope in his word. His word says, You never leave me or forsake me. His word says that he reaches down and he hears us when we speak. You see what I'm saying? He puts his hope in his word. Do you put your hope in his word or do you give him your list of things and you kind of walk off and be like, this is what I wanted. Bye. No. 
We must believe and trust that his word said he will come through. His word said that he will cover you. His word says that he's a provider. His word says he's a, a refuge. His, his word says he's a shepherd. He's a God. He's a perfect help in time of need. Do you believe that? Or do you just say it with your voice on Sunday morning when you're giving your testimony? Or do you really believe that he will come and rescue you? Do you believe that he will lead you out of the, the dark valleys and the shadows of death? Do you believe that when the doctor said this and this is going to happen? Do you believe that he says, no, this is not going to happen because that is one of my own. And I'm protecting her. Do you believe that? Do you confidently believe that he's going to take care of you when all else fail? Do you believe that when you stick with him like Jacob did, wrestling with the angel of the Lord, that he's going to bless you? Do you believe? Do you wait patiently? Hmm? Last verse. Songs 27 and 14. Wait patiently for the Lord in NLT. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. NIV, wait for the Lord. Be strong to let your heart take courage. Courage, wait for the Lord. He says it again, wait patiently for the Lord. Some of us don't have patience. Sometimes he's trying to teach us how to be patient. Some of us can't even wait for a Walmart order. Some of us can't wait outside in the parking lot for Applebee's to bring us out our order. We go into Applebee's, hey, I've been here for two minutes. Where's the order? Well, sir, the order's not going to be ready till 1124. It's 1117. Oh, well, I thought if I got here early. No, sir. The time we gave is the time we have to, have to do. Wait patiently. Sit in your car. Turn on this devotional and listen to it. <laughs> gotcha. I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw that in there. Um, but, yeah, wait patiently. Some of us can't even wait for the mailman to bring a package. Some of us keep tracking or, or track, 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 track. Some of us can't even wait for uh, uh, our, our, our husbands, our spouses to get through with food. We're too busy in the kitchen. Well, you're going to get through. So you're going to get through in a few minutes. I, I just started to grease. Sit down. Oh, okay. You, you said it'll be a few minutes. It's been past a few minutes. Stop. Wait patiently. If you can't wait patiently for Applebee's, your spouse, simple orders at Walmart or Amazon, you need to work on patience. And that's what God is trying to teach you is how to wait on patience. Okay? So these are the verses of the day. God is, the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us that patience is needed when you're in the waiting process. Examining your heart with the Lord is part of the waiting process. Reading your word is part of the waiting process. Removing sin out your life is part of the waiting process. We have to learn that steps in the waiting process, making sure your will, his will line up with your will, because he's not going to go based on your life on what your desire is for your life. He's going to have the main, main will and your life needs to parallel with that. And if right now you're off course and you're not paralleling with him and you're just expecting him to join the, the, the road to craziness? No. <laughs> because I'll tell you this much. When I got saved, it was a lot. And I had to learn that my crazy, my ways is not the lot of his ways. Some people don't like the word crazy. So sorry if I offend you. 
But sometimes the things and the chaos we have in our life is not going to line up with God. So we're going to have to get with him. Like, okay, God, I know what I'm doing right now isn't what you have for me. I, I know I have gotten off course. So please help me bring myself back to you. Please bring my heart back to you. Please bring the way I speak back to you. Please bring the way I act back to you. Please bring my mind back to you. Please bring my agenda back to you because I want to walk in you, not you walking beside me, but I want to walk in you. That's part of the waiting process is learning how to maneuver in life with him. Because once we do that, everything's clear. Might not enjoy it, but it's clear. I promise you it would be clear. Okay, if you enjoyed this devotional, please give it a thumbs up if you're listening on YouTube or if you're giving it, if you're on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you can like it. Um, that would be great. I hope you all have a blessed day. Remember, Jesus loves you, and I love you too. Have a blessed day.